I think you know, it was Rory who took us in and then we sort of became it was Rory. And then we did that. We did the little buddy turned into thing. the little buddy theme. That's right. Uh, Austin, do you want it? I, I can take us in. I don't really have a theme, but I don't know if we butterscotches. No. Well, now I have a theme and it's not that. <laughs> one. Let me tell you about my family. Good morning, everybody. It's Saturday morning, Tuesdays. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. I'm Todd. Ooh, Todd's here. <laughs> it's and me. Todd, we have a very special guest. We're very excited to announce Todd. First time on the show. This is our good friend, Todd. And Todd is a friend of the show, Allison, her fiance. And we uh, learned very recently that Todd uh, has some pretty firsthand experience with uh, with one of our shows. Yeah. A show I would have, before we started, I wouldn't have even gambled anybody had ever even heard of. Right. <laughs> and, we, and we found an expert amongst us, living amongst us, a sheep in wolf's clothing. It's pretty incredible. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to say... Uh, to everybody out there, um, happy, uh, happy December. And um, I'm sad that we missed out on uh, Krampusnacht and the all the scary Eastern European holidays that happen <laughs> at the beginning of December where you have to put a stick or you have to put your your shoes outside or Krampus and the, the holiday monsters will get you and put a stick in your shoes. <laughs> Their holidays really don't have the joy that the rest of the world so. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but so, uh, you know, we're just here to celebrate. We're doing our sort of holiday episode where every year we we hope that Krampus uh, treats us fairly and uh, will we'll give us a, a stick or candy or something. We're really <laughs> still not clear on the very on the specifics <laughs> of how of how the, the Krampus holiday works. But uh, yeah, we love him. He's our friend and we hope he treats us right. Well, and Todd and I are here. We're, we're drinking beers. Isn't that right? Wonk. Wonk. Oh, that's, that's, a good, mix. that's good ASMR. That's going to get the kids <laughs> rock on, hard. And... Hang on. Ooh. <sighs> yeah, no, those are good sounds, Todd. See, this is why my pants you on. just got I'm gonna, tighter. I'm going to start clipping my nails after this. <laughs> Todd, I got a directive for you. If we ever get boring or if there's ever long silence while we're recording, I just want you to start making ASM ASMR sounds. <laughs> we got to get those clicks somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to click? You can make oh, click sounds. Make the click sound. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Todd and I, we, we don't really know how all of the Eastern European like holiday monsters work. So we've just sort of, I don't, I don't know. We've kind of improvised. We've improvised our our whole our whole deal. We've like like poured a circle of beer around ourselves as sort of like a potential mm -hmm. ward. I was under the impression that we don't want Krampus. I think we don't, but like on the off chance we do, I left a little welcome Krampus sign. I don't right think outside. you have a choice about <laughs> the Krampus. You have to just at this point, it's about damage control. Wow, just yeah, just keeping the fire contained. There's also the consideration of the Scandinavian Yule Cat, who does come by uh, if you didn't get Howling any new down clothes. The chimney. Yes, the Yule Cat will come and eat a child if they haven't received any new clothes. So um, uh, is that similar to the Hanukkah bear? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Yeah. Almost almost exactly the same. 
Why are there so many spooky holiday animals? Because Europe's full of witches and vampires, and where nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about all the <laughs> monsters that live over there. <laughs> all, all the terrible night gods that creep through the that creep through the countryside, gobbling them up. Goblin. <laughs> They've got goblins. They've got real goblins. It's a huge issue. So we just wanna we just wanna do a real PSA to all the weird people in Europe who. Uh, <laughs> You know, just make sure you know how the holiday works or you'll get eaten by a monster, I guess. So There's do your homework. Put out the really right tough things. rules. Yeah, put know. the right thing out at night it. to appease your dark lords. Baba Yaga walks around in a house on chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> what is? What even does she want? You don't know. <laughs> I think God. it's kids. Yeah, I think uh, it's yeah. always it's no, always actually, kids. That's, they it's always, always kids. just want to eat kids. I don't, I don't get it. Isn't this supposed to be a happy time? Fuck. Just let me have a nice time. It's cold already. I don't need any more worries. All right, I think we've, we, I think we've ragged on our funny accented friends for long enough. <laughs> they've silly, got weird they're, monsters. They're, they've okay. got silly monsters. And they always want to, they always want to steal kids. You know what kids like? All kids want to do is sit and watch gargoyles. That's what I'm saying. Mm. They just want to watch gargoyles and want to watch Cadillacs and dinosaurs, but mostly they want to watch gargoyles because Cadillacs and dinosaurs is... Well, <laughs> Todd, what did you say when you walked in today? You you told me... Because you like... Okay, we, we, so, we, brought, we brought this up. That you, you're you not... I, I think you want to you hedge this a little bit. You're not like, a, like an expert on the comics. I am not an expert. I read the comics mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I read a hand... I have like, read them all. I, I have not read them all. Oh, I have read oh, okay. a chunk of them. Uh, and I played just a, a mess of the video game, mm-hmm. uh, okay. The, okay. The, the arcade game. But it is worth mentioning that here in this room with us right now is a full, beautiful copy of Xenozoic. It is the entirety of Xenozoic, yeah. Uh, and we were flipping through it earlier, and there's more naked ladies than you might expect. Or maybe just That's as kind much. of the ghost in the shell treatment. Uh, it, so that, yeah, that was the, that was, that was what that series was there for. Uh, and it it was honestly kind of shocking to me that they made like a kids kids show about it, uh, and it it was no surprise that the show uh, completely sucks. <laughs> I flippantly referenced uh, Ghost in the Shell, but that's kind of the same thing that happened too, where they cut out all of the like lascivious and gross nudity from it, and what's mm. left at the end, and kind of toned it down for a younger audience. What's left at the end was something really good and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I get the impression maybe Cadillacs and dinosaurs experience the same. Cadillacs and Dadalacs? Dadalacs. You're not wrong there. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's <laughs> what, uh, that's what Jack Tenrack is a, he's a Dadalac. Yeah, he is. He's a real yeah, Dadalac. I've got a little, um, I got a little mush mouth tonight. It's going to be a thing, I think. I'm excited. For all these marbles uh, that I sucked out of Kurt Cobain's <laughs> mouth and put into mine. <laughs> Right out of I sucked mouth. him right out of his marble mouth. <laughs> <laughs> From Kurt's mouth to your ears by by way of Rory's mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> should we should we dive right in? Savage Land, one man stands alone, Jack Tenrank, defending humanity in a world gone mad, a world where only the strong survive, a world of Cadillacs and dinosaurs. 
All right, welcome back. Uh, one of us is gone. We've been taken. One of us is missing. I think it's Todd. The Baba Yaga or something got him, and he is he is just missing. And I don't I don't know what happened. Maybe we didn't put the right cookie in the in the teacup and put it he got out on the mantle. Scooped up by a Portuguese hill creature. <laughs> 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 but I think Austin, you know, you know the right way to appease them to get Todd back. So what do we do? Um, you just you just throw a kiss to the earth and <laughs> that do simple? that six times uh, at dawn, and then uh, he should come back. Oh, it's dawn now. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, thank God, we got Todd back. Oh, thank you so much. Wow, that oh, was really rough. It turns God. out you really need to know the rules over here. These Portuguese hill people. <laughs> Not a joke. <laughs> So, uh, we are watching episode five of Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. This one is called Wild Child. And uh, here is a blurb. I've never read it before in my life, and hopefully I can parse through it. Jack and Hannah go for an expedition to a mine. When they are chased by a herd of Wahunchucks, they find a wild boy amongst them. While Jack investigates the mine, Hannah goes after the boy, saving him from a Zeke. Jack tries to help a wounded sandbuck when Hobbs attends to it and asks Jack to find the wild boy. Jack learns from a griff that they raised the boy after saving him from cave hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's attacked in a lake by a thresher, but the boy talks to it. Cool sentence. Hammer sees this as an opportunity to pin the sandbox. Hannah refuses to let the boy go until Hobbs explains how they raised him. Hammer kidnaps the boy and uses him to talk with a slither. Jack and Hannah rescue the boy and the slither, Hammer following in pursuit, and the boy is then returned to the griff. Boy, that is a bad blurb. Do you kind of get an idea? I don't know, listener. This is a really tough one. This was a horrible, horribly told story, but we'll do the we'll we'll fill in the details here. Mostly, there's a cave boy, and we haven't had one of those for a really long time on this podcast. It's the return of the <laughs> no. cave boy, and he's got a strong uh, he's got a strong boy. whistle, a strong throaty whistle. You should hear his clicks. <laughs> oh my you gosh, hear him clicking! This kid, this this wild boy, this wild child is like crocodile Dundeeing his way across the fields. Just sort of like looking dinosaurs in the eye and making some hand gestures and weird little whoop sounds, and they just go to sleep. He just makes dinosaurs go to sleep. It's pretty impressive. He puts their hands on his. He puts his yeah. hands on their face. And so they just a lay thing down. I appreciate. So I'll, I'll get into kind of more about the episode in a sec. But a thing I've appreciated about Jack in these five episodes is that his conservatism, conservatism, right for nature, not conservatism, mm-hmm. conservationism. I thought there's a conservative one that's not about stealing money, but it doesn't matter. Conservation. Uh, You're wrong. There's not. Yeah. There's not. Uh, the thing I've appreciated is he doesn't have that sort of like sissy hippie bend where every all nature is your friend and you just get to kiss it. It's like some of it is dangerous mm. and not to be tampered with and yeah. it should be respected and, pro- and protected, but not kissed. And and uh, and Hannah, because Hannah always wants to kiss the nature, and uh, and he has to keep explaining, like, no, that's that's this one's not for kissing. It's not for kissing. Um, and that kind of hits the the moral dilemma of the episode is is a is a is a small boy for kissing is like is <laughs> the answer for Hannah is absolutely his, yes. His br- his brand of let nature be nature is thrown into conflict with, well, what about when a person is nature? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was cool. This this episode is full of people. Well, it's not full of people. It's it's Hannah and Hammer having like uh, 
like like opposing mommy daddy mommy fantasy Hannah's and daddy got fantasy. Strong baby fa- baby fever in this one. One hundred percent. She yeah. wants to adopt him the second she sees that little boy scamping around in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's just it's it's really weird. It's it's I don't know. I don't I. I, I usually like Hannah in this show. I mean, Todd, you mentioned that you think she's not as nowhere near as good as in the comic or whatever. I know they they I, like I said, I've only I only watched this one episode. Also, the way these okay. stegosaurus jump over this uh, this valley is hilarious. But um, <laughs> uh, she is I, I don't know, really not. Uh, she was not impressive of, this episode at all. I can know totally kind of like completely would. incapable and of, yeah. of like making good decisions or defending herself when she makes bad ones. Yeah. And all she wants to do is have a baby. And all she wants is this time. baby. And Jack is all telling she... her no. And she's like, but how do I trick him into getting me this baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, he said I, no, but I, because he's a he's a he's a dadalac. And yeah. uh, he said no. <laughs> he's but a man. He doesn't understand how bad I need this little boy. Right. So. I will say, though, for Hannah's defense, um, Hannah does frame this whole episode um, with narration, which I think is an interesting take on it. Eh, um, it's okay. And she is uh, it's kind of it's a very sort of Star Trek narration of, of like Captain's it's Log kind of yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she has accompanied Jack uh, on this to trouble at the like Calhoun mines because uh, she wants to see the mining techniques that the yeah. miners use that maybe will help Wasoon. And mm-hmm. again, they have always, every episode has been really hyper-specific about Hannah seeking her own objectives. And I think that is really interesting. I think they have sort of kept a real uh, adherence to Hannah being like, this is my job. I am here to help Wasoon. That's my place. And I have my own mission. It's a better storytelling technique than everybody just sitting around waiting for something to happen. It's mm-hmm. we all know this is kind of a Simpsons opening. It's not going to have anything to do with the rest of the episode, but it just has them already active and in their roles and proficient and just being it's just advancing the story in a and rather than waiting for it to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and Hannah's even pontificating at the beginning of the episode. This city makes me feel like a stranger who nobody wants to know, and that may even include Jack. <laughs> and yeah. you see, this mm-hmm. there was the really cool realization of this episode is that maybe she doesn't like Jack the way she thought she did for the first yeah. four episodes. She's mm-hmm. like she's kind of over his his hot bod and now not <laughs> sure that she really digs his personality. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's the line you're talking about is okay. Let's go. But I don't think I like you. That's okay. Nobody else does either. <laughs> and he says that really you feel for both of them yeah yeah and i i like that jack uh i think it's rare for a character to not give a shit he gets that he's hard he gets he's yeah. difficult yeah right and he's kind of like committed to that he's like look i know friendship with me is a project <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know i just yell at things and jump on things and yell about the machinadio vitae uh, yeah, I'm really kind of digging his <laughs> confidence about about that. About like, look, I'm not here to be. I'm not here to make friends, basically. You know, I'm not here to make friends. I'm just here to protect dinosaurs. That's my whole deal, right? God. Uh, so so okay. So there's this wild child, um, and the my something I love. I want to drop this clip. Uh, when Hannah first sees him, uh, he's running with a bunch of stegosauruses, and like 
this kid's in there and Hannah sees him and it's just like, please call them by their correct name. (laughs) Wahunchucks. Sorry, the (laughs) Wahunchucks. Thank you. Uh, But she wants to go get him and Jack Jack holds her back like he like grabs her and holds her back from running after after the kid. And with like the same leaden tones as like it's Chinatown, Jack, he says, no, stay out of this, Hannah. He's a wild child. <laughs> As if this like <laughs> explains anything. Oh, yeah. I better let him go then. Yeah, well, it like, does. They're in the future. Feral children are not the same thing. <laughs> like, that's true. When we, when we find it, you know, it's it's always horrific. The circumstances that has led to some kid being, you know uneducated mm-hmm. and not taught language for 10 years, but it's not, they're damaged. It, yeah. That's fucked it's, up. It is, it is fucked up. And it is, uh, you know, in this, in this future, everything's fucked up. So you're kind of like, okay, maybe this like is a common thing, I guess. But like Jack, like I, that, that's also kind of weird. That's a weird bit of world building that Jack is just sort of like, yeah, I know about wild child. And the lizards speak perfect, perfect English. So I'm confused why they didn't teach the boy to speak. That's the part. <laughs> That's that a great question. <laughs> well, and, and do they not have wild children where Hannah's from? Yeah, yeah. Is, is that it, just is, a city? But is city that in the sea? Th- yeah. Is that not a thing? Yeah. I get the impression Wahoon is a kind of a bunker town, like a, sort of somewhere uh, underground. Because I mean, she does we, talk we have, about the salt marshes there. She does talk about the salt marshes in this episode, but until up until then, there she sort of makes a point of this being kind of the first time they've left in any major way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. In the yeah. first episode, they she's living convoy out to explore. She's living in the starter area of a of an RPG, and not like the <laughs> big wild world where everything's not the like first level big city. two. Right. Honestly, that's actually kind of my my problem with this is that it's like Jack is a high level high level RPG character, and Hannah is treated like a low level RPG character. Yeah. And mm. uh, I feel like that's the whole tone of the show. Whereas, I think more so in the comic, uh, Hannah is is a equal level RPG character. Well, and uh, and also, uh, I think we were we were talking right before we started. Uh, they're just like full on in a relationship. Like there's right. no there's no. Right. Oh, are we going to do this? Nope. They're just they're just dating. They are a couple. They are. They are boinking. Yeah. <laughs> Which probably is just a vehicle for for showing more more Smashing bourgeois times. Doodles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they, well, I didn't need to get scientific about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what do you have a medical dictionary over there? <laughs> Get your Grey's Anatomy out of here. Uh, so we also so the, I guess that there's like a if you want to call it like a B plot, like Jack spends most of the episode just chasing after Bronto Thunder. It's a pretty uh, somber episode. <laughs> I kind of dug it. Yeah, uh-huh. but like there's this rampaging wounded Brontosaurus. What do they call them? I don't even know. Sandbuck. Sandbuck. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a rampaging wounded Sandbuck. Are you and... suggesting the names are not intuitive, Andy? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, no, not at all. Of course not. Uh, but I don't know. It's just it just serves to get Jack out of the way while Hannah just steals off with a boy. Yeah, why yeah, she? Like, why does she go in the water? Why is she? Why does she get yeah, on the boat? Because she's trying to steal this little boy so bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's a weird progression to this plot. So I mean, it is nice that for the first time we kind of get to follow Hannah. Sort of on the A plot. I mean, it really kind of centers yeah. around Hannah. But we jump around without much explanation. Hannah is like 
She saves the the boy from a, a pterodactyl, and from then a Zeke. You, yeah, from on. a Zeke. Yes, thank you. From a Zeke, and then a hard <laughs> cut to them, just like in the middle of the ocean on a on a boat on like a getting surprisingly attacked by reptar. Yeah, being yeah, observed getting attacked by, by a, dude a, with a sea mullet. monster that looks like reptar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just reptar, and I don't understand why they're on the boat. I don't understand why this had to happen. But then eventually we end up back at her apartment. I didn't know yes. she had an apartment. Yeah, and that, aposh- that, that apartment is posh. <laughs> More than the other episodes we watched, this one looks like they took it straight from the comic. And that's why certain set pieces and things are happening in a way that don't always make sense because they weren't explained or well interpreted. Mm. We we need to we need to mention I don't I know we we did, but the, the lizard people, the Grith, they're the ones who raised the wild child and they want that kid back. Um and I guess they just want him back because they want him back. Like we like finders keepers. Well, I mean, imagine if your kid got fucking abducted. Yeah, I think the most important part is they res- they understand the destructive capacity for humanity and don't trust the boy. Don't trust humans with this boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're sure. training him on how to be the next Jack Tenrack. I think didn't they? I don't know that they raised Jack, but I get the impression he's got some kind of deep connection to them. Yeah, it yeah. so seems like, at least in the show, that he definitely spent some time with the Griff. That's my um, impression, yeah. He has that, he has that fearful respect, like the ocean, yes. for, the, <laughs> for the Griff. Like the ocean. Um, uh, do they go into the Griff a lot in the comic? Um, to, a, to, to a degree, like, they're there. Um, they, they communicate uh, by spelling out words uh, using Scrabble. Uh, yeah, we saw this and in in we were flipping through. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They use Scrabble tiles instead of like weird telepathy. Yeah, And when they don't have Scrabble tiles, they just uh, draw boxes and then put letters inside of them. Huh. <laughs> Try to get that triple word score. Yeah. <laughs> use X, Y, and Z in a word. Dang. <laughs> Jack, you must xylophone. <laughs> Find the xylophone. <laughs> Are you doing this just to get the points? they're not um again as as i remember they weren't like a they they were like featured you know Mm. what i mean they were like they Mm -hmm. had a uh they were there for a couple episodes and then they were gone that's so it's so they seem like a big deal in the show yeah yeah they don't get a lot of lip service which kind of makes them kind of yoda and spooky Mm -hmm. Uh, but i get the impression they fuck (laughs) yeah i think they fuck I think that everything in this show does, whether or not you see it or feel it. I think just this show below has the surface, so much... everything is fucking everything. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all Mus- the time. Mustafa fucks. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, God, yeah, kidding? he's so fast. And Mustafa doesn't stop fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I think even Sharnhorse does. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Sharnhorse um, does more than anybody. I bet. Yeah. Um. So we have Hammer as a antagonist in this episode. Uh, who sort of shows up and happens to scope this kid with his binoculars and is, I guess, just really has cooked up a strategy how this wild child who can talk to, to creatures and calm them will be great to use for hunting. For I, think he says, I think he says he'll use he'll be able to, like, lead them into my poaching traps. That's, yeah, he did say lead them into my poaching. <laughs> my which, poaching traps? Which, so, so it yeah. makes him... I don't know. I like I said, I haven't seen uh, all these episodes, but yeah. have, has the is the butcher in in this? We in this have not series? seen the butcher okay. or, as a character. No. Okay, because so it might be a replacement. Yeah, so the butcher was uh, or or just butcher uh, was 
in the video game and in the comic and mm. he's like legit horrifying okay uh like two giant mm. cleavers and he was all about just like chopping up chopping up dinosaurs yeah that is not what happens in this card kids cartoon totally <laughs> they call this group the poachers but we don't really see a lot of that actual activity which i you know it's fine that we don't see it but i would like to see like more skulls and uh you know just more evidence that they like actually Sell dinosaur mo- party, you know kill these parts. monsters yeah. for a sport and uh do bad stuff because right now it just seems like they're hanging out and just like to get up to trouble that's yeah. sort of what they do they do have that sort of just like wasteland no no good neck vibe yeah, yeah. just some and, mischievous dudes that and, are betting on dinosaur fights mm-hmm. yeah and we we i mean the one the one really solid mention we got was early on like episode one or two where they talked about uh taken like uh triceratops for their ivory yeah, yeah it, right. it's it's certainly not surprising that they're poaching we're just not seeing it and we're not mm-hmm. seeing to whom it's being sold yeah other than maybe Sharnhorst. yeah it's hard to tell uh but hammer really wants this kid so that the kid can help him do poach better want better poaching <laughs> and uh <laughs> and he wants to poach hard with the child and he and as if the like, I want to be your mommy energy from Hannah wasn't enough. When when Hammer finally gets a hold of the wild child, he's like, well, little boy, say hello to your new daddy. <laughs> say hello to your new daddy now. It, it really made me uncomfortable. It's me, Hammer. I'm your dad. Say it again. <laughs> hey, it's me, your dad. I'm your dad now. <laughs> I'm Happy Father's Day. Day. You ready to get hammered? <laughs> by your dad <laughs> no uh, is this a trick question that's what I say when I'm ready Ham- <laughs> oh no God, I can I, see I, this can be taken out of context but please I don't I didn't mean it like that I swear no, no weird shit I'm a good dad I just want to poach <laughs> um Hammer had a really good line at some point where uh where they get away from the I think they're running away from the the grith or they're getting away i don't i don't know but hammer hammer says something like your weirdo buddies can't help you now <laughs> which is just <laughs> i don't know i don't know there's just so many strange choices of of like they're like they're really going halfway on the like serious world building and then just hammy like bebop and rocksteady dialogue that's, that comes out of him yeah. i really think that's uh yeah, that's really where I get hung up on the TV show because it's like you're trying to take this a kind of adult content mm-hmm. and make it approachable for kids. And like Hammer looks uh looks like the the bad guy from like Rocky 4. <laughs> uh yeah. You know what I mean? And they like youth youthified Jack. I sorry, I'm I'm making all these comparisons about why it's not as cool as a comic book, but uh kind of sounds better. Kind of sounds better. Uh but yeah, there's some just weird weird dialogue choices. Mhm. Uh, and I don't know what happens at the end of this. They have to like, I mean, they have to go save the kid from hammer. Save the kid. Uh, they have to save dinosaur too. It, it the turns into nonsense like a little bit. There's a little bit of a, yeah. there's a road chase for a minute. Yeah. There's, there's some, there's some nonsense with some, some very well labeled and, and helpful red fuel barrels. Fuel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, you know, of course they set fire to and there's a big explosion and, uh, like, yeah, I think I think what what was uh, what continued to not sell it for me was that uh, uh, Hannah spent the entire episode talking about how she needs needs to save this kid uh, and like has to this, this is a human. He belongs with his people. And then she like sees 
sees the uh sees the lizard lizard person is like oh okay never mind here you can have him just like really really gave up super easy yeah it's weird yeah, she's not it's impressive a, in this episode well he i mean she could be seeing that he'll be better taken care of by in comparison after just dealing with hammer who is a human uh seeing that like <laughs> well a lizard person who cares is better than a bunch of humans who suck i yeah. guess um, well, and that that Griff that talks to them and tries to convince Hannah to stop abducting their child, uh, he says, "You say he cannot survive in the wild. You are wrong. Today, the boy is far more Griff than human. It is in your city he cannot hope to survive." Yeah, it's a double kind of a line. line. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was a cool. It was yeah. a cool line. And and I does called call to. Um, call to mind you know some of those those when you hear about conservationism and you hear about um like animals bred in captivity or you know like hey we're going to release the zoo animal out into the wild and it's like that's not that's a bad I idea know where the heart is is there <laughs> but like it's a bad idea like you can't do it like it's just that's what i meant about the sort of like sissy kissy conser- conservationism that's i like i like jack's kind of hard-nosed approach to it Maybe that is conservativism. <laughs> <laughs> I know conservatives hate sissies and kissing. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I wanted to look up how long ago this was. You remember you remember that dinosaurs episode, dinosaurs episode with the cave boy? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was we we watched that for October 10th, 2017 for episode five. Cave boys oh. ate my hot dogs. <laughs> That's so Almost long ago. Fully two years ago. Yeah. And it was dinosaurs. It had dinosaurs and cave boys. He looks really similar to the cave boy, though. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture right now. Yeah. They got, they got one design for cave boys. Mm. Kind of <laughs> looks like Mati from Captain Planet. Mm. So, okay. So, Todd, you've watched an episode of this now. Mm. How? <laughs> I guess the impression like I'm ripping on this, ripping on this show yeah. way too hard. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, we, we hear on this show. Every week we have to engage with content like this mm. and try and find ways to appreciate it sure. and find avenues in. Uh, I like when someone can come out, come from outside and just 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 hate just on it. It's just, it just didn't. That it... <laughs> yeah, they, they they use some like basic character designs uh, and and the cars look cool. They cars, do. The cars, cars are cool. I wish Jack cool. could drive it. <laughs> now, I have a very important question, Todd. In the comic, do you remember a character named Chortis? <laughs> shortest no damn okay Fine. damn okay damn who's Chortis? there's a minor character in the first episode that <laughs> he just kind of he just seems he, they spend so much time kind of lingering on on this on this man chart shortest that uh we we were convinced he'd be returning this old man named shortest who <laughs> yeah, he's like a major to, character or seemed to yeah, die flip through seemed... and see if he's in see if shortest is mentioned in the comic book but uh I, it's not ringing any bells that's Damn. a shame that is a shame uh well maybe that's well, why we're enjoying the show and you're less so because we've had yeah. more time with shortest lack of shortest <laughs> <laughs> needs more shortest that yeah, that's a producer note. If I was a producer, I'd give that as a note on every show. Needs more red, red ink on the script. Yeah, <laughs> where's, where's Chortis? Where's Chortis? <laughs> See me after class. <laughs> yeah, um, I think at this point, I mean, this is our last, our last time, sort of like watching Calyx and Dinosaurs. I think 
Uh, yeah. read, read the comic book. It's actually pretty fun. Okay. Yeah, we plan on borrow, it. But, we can um, borrow it from yeah, Todd. Borrow Zenozoic. It's very cool. Mark Schultz is a yeah. great illustrator. Mm. Yeah, the art is a lot better. Also, Jack is older and more grizzled in the mm-hmm. comic book, mm-hmm. and he is... Oh, he's smashing some young tail? Absolutely. Some hot young thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Nice. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's very much like a like a dad fantasy. Uh, Mark Schultz was like older when he did it, and he basically was just drawing himself with a really hot, hot lady. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Get after it. <laughs> Treat yourself. Knock, 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 Rory. It's time for money for sponsors. Knock, knock, knock. I'm knocking on the other side of the door. What? <laughs> That's, That's not the traditional you... response. <laughs> you just knocked back. <laughs> That's a knockback. Well, listen, Rory, um, can I'm you the please tell knocks. us? Remember that one? <laughs> ah, good reference. <laughs> listen, Rory, please tell us about the brand new, uh, you know, kids chapter book that's coming out. That's uh, hitting school libraries around the country that we're happy to sponsor. Uh, my teacher is a bus. My teacher <laughs> is a bus takes takes the story of Jesse Alder. Aldersnatch and he goes <laughs> so Jesse Aldersnatch goes goes from town to town in his uh in his school bus that his his it's a funny because you know how you you know how children have to go to school uh or they yeah. or they go to prison and their parents go to prison uh. too <laughs> you know those are your two choices god do yeah. i ever um so they figured out if they if they lock him in the school bus it's kind of it's kind of a, a purgatory. The government doesn't really know how to handle it because he's locked in prison. <laughs> but it's also kind of school. And so yeah. his parents, a bus. his I'm parents following. just it, so what his parents do is they is they poke they poke books in through the windows the, the windows that don't go down far enough for a kid to wiggle out of. Uh huh. So they can poke books in to him. They can feed him noodles and other long foods. <laughs> Slim Jims, <laughs> thin breadsticks, yeah. <laughs> the very thin breadsticks. Um, and then when and then when Uncle Sam gets a little wise to this to this maneuver, because because let's face it, they're it's not a good faith interpretation of the law. No, that's a good point. <laughs> no, not at so all. So they're always they're always they're always trying to stay one step ahead of Johnny Law and and, uh, and they take and they take their son Jesse Aldersnatch from town to town on his bus, feeding him long food and, and letting him read little scholastic magazines. Those uh, <laughs> that was school. <laughs> that's school. For... <laughs> it's kind of like that movie Room. It's it's where there's a person who's in jail. Yeah, with a kid. There's a kid in jail, and they don't mm-hmm. really know any better because it's it. So it's like that, but uh, it's really more of a, a satire on our school system. Wow, in general. that's pretty bold. That's hmm. pretty bold. It's a hot take. So I'm a big fan of my teacher as a school bus, uh, <laughs> the graphic novel. It's a graphic novel. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, know. I didn't know that. It really got upgraded. It is graphic, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you'd have to be able to see how long the food is to really get it. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Thanks, Rory. Yeah, no sweat. 
speaking, everybody speaking of uh, it's Europeans monsters, these European holiday monsters that mm. <laughs> we're watching gargoyles, the original, the one they put on their houses. <laughs> yeah, the the monsters so nice they they put them up, you put them on they, your house. Yeah. They say no more. This monster is my monster. You can't have him. <laughs> I can see him. I know what's going on. I keep him in my field of view. All right, so this is Gargoyles 5, Awakening Part 5, everybody. We watched a five-part episode. You probably have picked up on that. And, uh, you know, this is the fifth one, so let's get into it. Mm-hmm. The clan, I don't like that, goes to retrieve the data disk. <laughs> spelled, spelled with a C. It is spelled with a C. <laughs> Hudson goes to an underground bunker with Bronx. Brooklyn, Broadway, and Lexington attack a cyberbiotics tower on land, while Demona and Goliath take their airship, which Demona mercilessly sets to crash before they escape. After Elisa discovers and after after Elisa discovers and tells Goliath about Xanatos' deception, he reveals robotic gargoyles to kill the group. Demona also reveals her name, because uh, it doesn't matter. We'll get there. And her, <laughs> and her allegiances both with the captain at Wyvern, and with Xanatos. Mm-hmm. When both she and Elisa are put in danger, Goliath must make a choice of who to save. I mean, it's really he, quick. He doesn't really make a choice. Yeah, they do not make a meal of that. That was about like a that was like a five second scene. Yeah, he just saves Detective Massa, and mm-hmm. then he looks over and oh no. Yeah, because she doesn't have wings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It yeah, save fair. the one without wings first. It makes who sense. Did, mm-hmm. Who didn't shoot you with bazookas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she didn't try to kill you yeah. with a rocket launcher, and she doesn't have wings. Right. God. Uh, uh, so this is the final episode of this uh, Awakening arc. And mm-hmm. uh, if I you didn't think we were going to get robots uh, <laughs> join the crew, <laughs> you were wrong. Xanatos has a, has a horde of... Uh, hunks, robotic hunks, <laughs> sculpted after <laughs> Goliath. Gargoyle robots. I would call them Gobots. Uh, mm. But maybe that's well, already a thing. I challenge you to come up with a better, uh, better joke. You get it? Oh boy! Yeah, we're both gonna have to work on that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, we'll let's workshop that challenge of the Gobots joke, and we'll come back and uh, okay. we'll try it again next week. But the this is this this show. I need to find this section of my notes because I wrote some angry things. <laughs> Uh-oh. This uh, this premise kind of falls apart really. Oh, well, hard this was this one of episode. my favorites of the of the show. But you guys you kind of like dug this the most, so we're kind of on different pages when it comes to gargoyles. <laughs> I suppose so. I just I was really buying in to this show, and uh, to, to kind of jump ahead to the end, Demona's reveal here with uh, with Xanatos that she's working with him, and that Xanatos is this is this is Xanatos's big plan. Now, stop me if I'm missing any spots. Xanatos stole some gargoyles, right? And then yeah. he brought them and their whole castle, put it on the top of his skyscraper. Yes. He wakes up the gargoyles. He gets them on his side and then fakes fakes a whole thing so that they can steal things from a competitor, which all he needs are these floppy disks. And apparently only gargoyles could possibly steal these floppy disks. He uses the, the floppy disks to activate... Things that don't have to be gargoyles, but they're robots and they're gargoyles. And then he wants to kill the gargoyles after spending probably billions of dollars moving their whole castle to wake them up. He kills them like two days later. 
I just it just really is weird after the fact. That's so, all I wanted to say. So I I see a possibility where uh, he made a couple of lines or he, he he said a couple of lines where he was talking about how they can't be trusted or mm-hmm. or their usefulness has run out mm-hmm. uh, and and like they can't be controlled. And so it made me think if he was uh, you know doing some investigation as to whether whether he could get them on his side, whether he yeah, could it use certainly them. wasn't his plan to blow them up. I'm a top right, but like okay, like in addition to having these five uh hunk bots uh, <laughs> that he would have had another five actual gargoyles okay see that does make me feel a little better like when you put it that way it just it just felt so convoluted after yeah. all of this so i know i do agree that the part that's convoluted is uh stealing your own stuff and then seeing if they'll steal it back <laughs> that part's pretty dumb there but, was uh, an interesting twist well we learned that demona this is not the first moral compromise she's made for the for the people for the gargoyles yeah. mm-hmm. and i like that i was wrong about her that she didn't become hard and dark from a thousand years of you know living while the other gargoyles were asleep that mm. she maybe was always kind of like this and they we, we didn't see her for what she was it was right it was cool yeah and and yeah and goliath sheds a sheds a father's tear when he realizes this as well yeah <laughs> i actually love that part that was a really, was really part. Cool. i love that like cool. he's a he's a tough dude but also he's not afraid to cry yeah but it did yeah. kind of it did kind of uh dampen the moment before that was also cool when he he was like i used you're not the person who was like before you're not this is yeah. you've been changed mm-hmm. and and kind of trying to ration with her and i thought that was sort of flattened by her being like no i've always been evil suck it haha and that's true of the night but <laughs> i can see that right uh, but i like i like that it made him cry like it was cool yeah. yeah that was awesome yeah um while we're still talking about our little like grievances episode grievances my my biggest <laughs> issue i think was the timeline as far as going from quick. stealing the the data disks to turning around goliath is able to run off and talk to maza and then by the time he gets back the the robots there are already five robots that are finished <laughs> they just needed the floppy disk baby yeah he yep. just needed it i guess maybe they were already built but he just needed the floppy disks to <laughs> they were obviously already better, built better ai i don't yeah. know like their operating the... system was on those disks yeah you know how much ai you can fit on an eight inch floppy yeah dude that's like uh-huh. at least half a megabyte yeah that's there's a lot of there's, there's a really strong boomer rider vibe to this with the floppy disks we're just Everybody is so everybody is so flabbergasted that a computer like that data could be on something so small. <laughs> <laughs> or the scenes the scenes where the gargoyles are like clumsily fiddling around with keyboards. They're and great. yet somehow each one of them That's is able to successfully yeah. <laughs> retrieve a disk from a computer by a single button press each. Yep. Each of them walk up to their own respective computers, hit one button, and then yep. it pops out. And they've I don't somehow you know yeah. <laughs> i'm just imagining boomers watching this show going computers are scary and strange <laughs> are hard. I, I relate to these gargoyles <laughs> feel like i was born in the wrong century <laughs> i want to i want to start from the beginning here yeah we can we can we can walk through a little bit so we we ended last week with this airship uh we also had you know we had the three heists in progress we had Hudson in the going underground with Bronx. We had the three Garga boys doing their tower heist uh, and getting held up by guns. And they sort of get their disc and they escape. And then we have Goliath and Demona on the airship and having a debate about like, 
murder human life and, and its value <laughs> on whether it's cool or not mm. and when it's cool because sometimes it's murder is a sometimes thing food uh yeah and um what the thing that i found kind of interesting that was set up you can't you uh, can't was, have burgers for every meal demona yeah, um, but they, they go in and then Demona, they get the disc and then Demona, like, destroys the consoles and has the the ship about to crash. And that sets Goliath into a real moral quandary. Um, oh, and yeah, because, just... like, a ton of people are going to die and maybe more when it crashes into the town. Yep. It's a huge, yeah. like, disaster that she's starting. Yep. Yeah, it's a Hindenburg that's about to happen. And yeah. uh, they wind up just leaving with nobody except mm-hmm. themselves. <laughs> And thankfully, the ship crashes into the ocean. But what we see that that intrigued me was Maza sees this happen. I so know. So Maza yeah. sees it crash, and then she sees flying out Goliath and Demona, saving Jack of all nobody. My brain started to worry, thinking about like the drama that could happen from this fact of of Maza seeing Goliath literally, you know, mm-hmm. being the yeah. cause of of a horrific accident, escaping a murder uh, scene. Yeah, yeah, and and later. When they meet up again, um, she confronts him about it very briefly. And right. I, I don't know. I kind of I mean, I like that she's always on his side and was was ready to kind of take his side. And um, but at the same time, there's a whole other way this could have gone. There's a whole yeah. other way that this could have gone of mm. her. And, you know, we come back and she's like, get away from me. Yep, if I ever see you again, I'm kill you. You're you really are a monster. You know, mm-hmm. fuck off. Um, yeah. And then maybe but, later she does the research and finds out that Xanatos owned the company that did the tracking, the mm-hmm. the, the tracker she was looking up. Um, and then maybe she's like, oh, he got played and then come back around. Instead, the way it plays is they meet and she's like, hey, uh, that was shitty. What's going on? Also, uh, Xanatos owns the tracker company. He's bad. Go fuck him up. Yeah. And it's uh, kind of quick, you know, but I also don't mind not living in like you know we had, yeah you could time. tell that they're yeah, rushing agreed. through plot points for this one a little bit i want to point out yeah. something else about that moment you mentioned where she goes and she sees the disaster did you guys catch what kind of car she was driving no she was driving a cadillac the she, Biller? She it was a either a cadillac a bel air or a thunderbird and i kind of like to think it was a cadillac <laughs> it's probably a cadillac <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it did have those big fins though so it, it had those me, tail fins baby yeah, it makes me think it's a uh, oh, it could have been a cadillac it could have been a cat like like a cadillac uh uh a dinosaur dinosaur cadillac mm-hmm like a dinosaur like the kind that go along with dinosaurs yeah like quahoon like a quahoon cadillac like the ones that yeah that uh that run on dinosaur shit yeah exactly uh, but no, no, she was, I don't understand why she's in a sixties like car with tails, tail fins and that's bright she's red. Cool. She's, yeah, she's very cool. Uh-huh. She is super Maza's cool. Awesome. I think, I think to your point about, um, about Maza, like not, like not going through that kind of arc. Uh, maybe if they weren't on like episode, f- like episode <laughs> yeah. five of the uh-huh. opening arc, you know, and they had like yeah. another episode or two to go through that kind of that high and low, uh, yeah. might've been a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I do think that's like another way to to play it, where they actually build trust with each other instead of just like she just trusts him out of the gate for no reason. Yeah, but I think you know they're really like this is still this is still a '90s. They're still really eager to get out of like okay, we'll let you do this like story heavy five part miniseries opener, but we got to get to status quo so that we can iterate this thing week to week. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, you got to get to syndication. And, yeah. <laughs> so like they really wanted, I think they really wanted this this Maza character to not you know not, not be rock a, the boat. Uh, 
Yeah, not be like the the that cop that always hates Batman in the Batman animated right. series, whatever his name was, the big one, the bigger guy. Bullet. Yeah, yeah, like Bullock. not to be that yeah, sort of Bullock, character. Yeah. Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, she's she's not that. She's Commissioner Gordon, and right, they right. wanted to get that set up. Right. It's Commissioner totally. Gordon, except you kiss her. Yeah. <laughs> except it's like my Batman fan fiction. Where mm-hmm. the kiss. Mm-hmm. It's the kissing her, Gordon. <laughs> kissing her. Wait, no, hold on. Okay. The kiss missioner? Kiss missioner, yeah. Gordon. <laughs> this was a good episode. And it's a, this one reminds me a lot of, uh, what was the other one that you guys did that we started watching? Uh, it was a robot lady. In, oh, Cyber 6? Like Cyber 6. Cyber 6, Reminded yeah. me a lot of Cyber 6. It's got a Cyber 6 vibe. Yeah, yeah. Cybersex was like a great and actually great show. Yeah. Um, and this is actually a great show. Yeah. And they're both, uh, well, not both. I mean, Cybersex is a little more like Cadillacs and Dinosaurs in that it's based on like weird adult niche comic. comics with a lot of adult content inside. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that niche comic, unlike Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, is not good. No. <laughs> that comic book is not good. No, I've looked up some of that. Yeah. It is bad. It's bad. It is very it's bad. It's got weird, really like, Nazi porn and stuff. Yes, it does. Yeah, it's super weird. Like, why is this armor? This, uh, Yeah. Whatever. Yes. Why is this Nazi child fucking a bunch of prostitutes? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that you were joking. <laughs> I wish that wasn't real. Uh, okay. They they do all the, the jobs. They come back victorious. They've got the mm-hmm. floppy disks. Uh, they crash the airship. They all show up back to Xanatos. They give him the stuff. And it is at this time that uh, that there is sort of a, a confrontation between Goliath and, uh, and Demona about yeah. Goliath's new human friend. I have promised to meet a friend. I'll be back soon. A friend who? Not one of us. No, a human. Aside from Xanatos, we have no human friends, nor should we. Humanity is our enemy, Goliath. I thought you learned that a millennium ago. I cannot make war upon an entire world. Can you forgive the humans for what they did to our kind? The ones responsible for that have been dead for a thousand years. Then their descendants shall pay. I will have blood for blood. And he has like, I think this is my favorite line of Goliath from the whole, all five episodes. He says, You said the centuries have changed me. They've changed you too. You've become hard, unforgiving. You are not as I remember you. I'm going to see my friend now. It's dope. Damn. It's fucking it's yep. a fucking fire line. And Damn. also I just like him being the one who's like more sensitive and in touch with trying to be a better person. Yeah. And not yeah. being kind of like dragged kicking and screaming into doing it. Mm-hmm. I would say Goliath is a positive male role model. Absolutely. Agreed. I love mm-hmm. the logic of I cannot make war with an entire world. Yeah. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. the the dominant species is, you know, if that's your enemy, then like Good luck, <laughs> you know. Good luck <laughs> yeah. being angry at all of them. You can't. You can't fight that. It was really cool, and so that's when that's when he goes and meets with with uh, Detective Massa, and then she tells him all about how Xanatos is betrayed, and then they come back, and then there's this big showdown with robots. So <laughs> now we got robots. Should we talk about the the steel clam, <laughs> which still doesn't feel good? Sure, oh. it's with a C. It's with a C. Uh, but you can't hear the C. You can't. <laughs> no, talking about clans on a podcast is not ideal. I, think. I have to tell you. So I had a. I definitely had a Goliath action figure. But you know what else I had? I definitely had one of these steel, like steel. Uh, really? Uh, Go bots. Yeah, the Go bots. <laughs> 
I had one of these as an action figure and it was really cool. Uh, and I, I don't know. So I guess I guess maybe maybe these are a one off, but I feel like the the robot gargoyles are a fixture of this show. Mm. You know what? Yeah, I think so. They definitely seem like the sort of like main force that's going to is the like the the they're the sort mm-hmm. <laughs> they're the um oh man what a bad x-man fan i'm being what are the bad what are the robots called the sentinels the sentinels, the sentinels yeah they're the they're the putty patrol <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it sometimes feels weird or tonally off to just suddenly like all right we're doing robots now yeah. Uh, in a in a in a kid show, but to remember that for so many kid shows that wanted to show a lot of cool violence, yeah, robots exactly. are the one way to do it. Samurai Jack, he yeah. just he fights robots because how else do you have a main character with a sword who cuts things? Uh, actually, <laughs> I also think do stuff. Uh, there's a way to uh, to spin it so that it's like this contrast between the old and new. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, like totally. what's, what's the newest right. thing is like goddamn flying robots. Yeah, and that does yeah. help in this show, which is like at its core about that like they 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 set themselves up in several ways to make that feel more natural than your average saturday morning cartoon that just wants you to fight the foot clan and they're all robots rather than in the comics for tmnt where they're just people they're that actually die. people right uh right and so it feels more natural in this context but it's still a little weird it's a little jarring like mm-hmm. it's also okay. cool to think about robots wh- where gargoyles are I, kind yeah, of i agree sentient but they turn to stone and so they're kind of like also yeah. a thing you know they're also like like a construct raw material yeah. i don't know there's some nonsense but it's cool nonsense i liked watching this fight scene i i well especially i really liked um hudson's fight scene yeah i get to use this big knife the old man the old beefy man he's got moves it was he does he's fast and he's and he's like deadly he's cool uh, yeah, and him and him and Bronx are a good are a good pair because Bronx has this like berserker energy that distracts everybody, and then oops, sneaky old man dropped on you from above with a knife. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Uh, though they did give they did give Hudson kind of an out of character one liner uh, where he says, "And they say the Middle Ages were barbaric." I when hated it. The wall on him. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Like. <sighs> They don't have. They've been here like two days. They don't have context for a joke also, like this. I don't think he was. The Middle Ages were technically like the what fourteen hundreds or something. Like he missed those. Yeah, I don't know. So there's also a fully... line uh, where Hudson says, "I'm getting too old for this." He does that. Yes. He does that stick, which I just love. Shtick. I just love because it really comes down to one of two things: either either some executive was like, "You know what line I love." <laughs> I'm getting too over this. I'm going to make somebody in my show make them say it. <laughs> or a writer had to actually write that and be like, that's still good. Yes. That one still plays. <laughs> this has Now, legs. canonically, I think that Hudson, because he Ooh, does been come watching out a lot of fight TV. scene. He's been watching a lot of TV and he like runs out with Bronx out from a room. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's that's already kind of fun. Is that the thing that's going to be? Is he going to be doing movie lines? Right. So he's just been like. Watching you watch Lethal Weapon. Yeah. If he's wait, if he's wait, wait. if his if his shtick is going to be doing hacky movie lines, that's really funny, and I really like that. That would be yeah. great. God, I'd love that if he was just just trash television references. <laughs> just like the series, mm-hmm. uh, this old man, <laughs> Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> love him. Uh, we also get a dude. The 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 other gargoyles have learned dude now. They yeah, learned they cool learn last dude. week, and they've learned dude this week. And he was wearing really cool sunglasses. Oh, he had such sweet sunglasses. And then they got shattered. That was kind of funny, actually. Yeah. A uh, thing that I'm really enjoying about Gargoyles, this is sort of a non sequitur. No, um, it's great. 
because they've been really consistent and good with it is that they've got different abil- like different flight abilities. Like they can't all fly as good. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, Lexington's got these little glide, little little uh, gliding gliding wings. Bronx can't fly at all, or talk, or talk. But he's got a good jump. He's got a mean. He's got a mean jump. He's yeah, got a good powerful jump. Uh, powerful. Like I said, just, just the fact that they're consistent with like how good they are at flying is fun when they have got yeah. different abilities. Right. Uh, and it's not just so, like plot wings. Yeah. Right, otherwise, they're exactly. just the Silver Hawks, you know. And yeah. They're just all kind of. <laughs> it's not fall bad, in space. Uh. I so we're we're watching this as we record. We're watching it on silent, and uh, we got to the scene at the end here with um, where where he has to save the two of or one of them, and he grabs Elisa Maza, and then we watch Demona fall, presumably to her death. I don't understand why. Maybe she's unconscious. That's why she doesn't try and fly or glide I think away. So. But yeah, I think. But she's who knows? Out. We think that she dies. Of course, she probably doesn't because. Of course, she doesn't. Well, they even mention that they say if if she's still alive, we just have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we see this and then Goliath is like so upset and he does like this huge gutted. roar to the sky. <laughs> In silent, we're watching it and, and I can, I can see Todd, uh, cause we haven't, we haven't mentioned this part. Todd's, uh, Todd's an artist. Oh no. No, no, no. We don't have to, uh-uh. we don't have to belabor His this point. His hands are the- magic. <laughs> to belabor the point but i will say that todd's an artist and he appreciates some of this stuff on a different in a different way than he appreciates the human form the human form yeah and i think i think that he looked he looked really good in that moment so that is at least to my eye uh it looks like really good rotoscoping where somebody somebody Mm. did that and and actually that's what i see in a lot of this show is like the gestures they have are spot on yeah like the anatomy is correct everything is like continuous like it there's there's continuity throughout the show like bodies look the same they did in one shot to another mm-hmm. versus like not to keep ripping on cadillacs and dinosaurs <laughs> but like, like sometimes hannah's legs are like these noodly long yeah. goofy things and then other other times like there's there's no continuity yeah and i really i really like the way they draw goliath because he's got such like oh yeah he's oh, they, they, they 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 belabor drawing goliath somebody <laughs> oh, enjoys I mean, every curve and and crevice yeah. that they <laughs> that they, that they pen to that man totally fucks <laughs> Goliath fucks. Uh, Goliath fucks. Yeah. Every, like, um, honestly, every character in this show fucks. Yeah. Also, when he was meeting with Maza, like, her face, or her hands were just all oh, over yeah. his she face. Gra- <laughs> she oh, grabbed she his face. grabbed his face. It was so yeah. intimate for a second. I was like, so, yeah. dip, are they going to kiss? Mm-hmm. A thing that I have applauded in the past, that Gargoyles does well again, is escalating cartoonishness, so you don't kind of get trapped without being able to constantly raise the, uh, you know, raise the, the absurdity. Uh, mm. Because by the time we get to the fifth episode, uh, Goliath rides a robot Goliath like a horse into another <laughs> robot Goliath. And then his ex-wife is a gargoyle who shoots him with a bazooka. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're not And they wrong. don't do that in episode one. They don't give you like they, no, they, they work don't. their way up to it. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, they do nicely work their way <laughs> they up gotta there. They got to work up to that. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't feel weird by episode five. <laughs> Mm-mm. Oh no! It, it really didn't. Yeah. Um. So the ending, the way this ending plays out, is um, you know, the Xanatos and Demona are both like back to back shooting missiles and lasers at the heroes, mm-hmm. and the castle's like collapsing all around. Uh. And of course, yeah, we talked about the thing of like they both fall, like uh, Maza falls and Demona falls. 
Um, and then we cut away to Xanatos because um, he gets hit by a, a brick, uh, a castle brick, and gets knocked oh, out. Yeah. And then we just see him going into the back of a squad car. And he's going to bribe his I'm, way out of there. Right. I'm really curious about how he actually got arrested or how that <laughs> is being presented. I guess without Maza takes him in. Under right, what Maza charges? Takes him, yeah, but under what, say, what charges of like for? <laughs> being a, a rascal to the gargoyles? Like, mm. is that. <laughs> Like, well, <laughs> he did blow up a bunch of stuff. He did. Yeah, that's so true. I guess, that's true. Like, yeah, but, I mean, wait, did he? Most of that castle that he put like just a day and a half yeah, ago his, on top of his. He's been shooting a castle with a rocket launcher. Yeah, no, but but he didn't do that. That, that was that was Demona that did that. I guess he, but he did have a big laser. He, he had a big laser, laser gun. gun. But I mean. Yeah. Is that going to be his defense in court? Clearly, though, I was holding the laser gun. Your I Honor. gave the monster the rocket launcher. I only gave the monster the rocket launcher. I didn't <laughs> tell her to shoot it. So much of Masa's defense depends on the existence of gargoyles. And so, <laughs> <laughs> well, the tracker that we found on him on the gargoyle is, okay, I'm sorry, well, go back a little bit. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, obviously that's cartoon logic. I'm curious to see how he gets back to it because, yeah, I mean, that. I'm pretty sure. Like, can't I'm, hold I'm looking him at the. Uh, is he like the main bad guy? Yeah. Xanatos, yeah, I believe yeah. so. I, d- I kind of hate that name. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> really like a, bad. Sounds like a toothpaste. Well, okay. So, I'm. Uh, we're obviously this is the last week of our arc and we're not continuing on. Mm. But, like, clearly things get a little reset here because this is the, uh, the blurb for episode six, The Thrill of the Hunt. Quote, The Pack is a popular television show that the gargoyles enjoy, not knowing the difference between television and reality. Lexington befriends them and offers to introduce them to Goliath, who is untrusting of the situation. Little does Lexington know that the pack has learned about them and has a deadly hunt planned against the two of them. Say what? So I don't know. I don't know if like Xanatos is a part of this yet or like what, but they are immediately an episodic weird plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think well, he kind like of transitions into Lex Luthor mode where he's kind of in and out of legal trouble and has other shit on <laughs> oh, his mind. Oh, no, 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 no. Sure. Keep, keep reading episode nine. Ooh, episode nine. Enter Macbeth. With Xanatos' release coming up, Elisa oh. tries, tries and fails to convince Goliath to move out of the castle. Okay, so he spends several episodes like in custody. He's, he's been hardened by prison. Which is probably mm. explains how they still live on the castle yeah. On top sure. of the building. Guys, you got to move out. Like, there's no hard feelings, but you got to leave. <laughs> yeah, the guy oh in prison, he's not here. You guys, I know we might we might Ooh, watch this at some point, but I have to good. read you. So this is, the, this is episode 13. This is episode 13. It's the end of season one. This one's called Reawakening. <laughs> Demona and Xanatos combine science and sorcery together to resurrect Goliath's rookery brother, Coldstone, who blames <laughs> Goliath for the deaths of the entire clan and goes on a citywide rampage. Oh, he was in the rookery? I thought we left him in the creamery. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Love it. Gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> ah. ah, you're a, a fellow jokesman too, I see. All right, so we usually like to take the temperature a little bit after after their a guest comes on, Todd. Uh, I think we, I think it's a fair bet. I'm not going to watch any more Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Uh, how are you feeling on Gargoyles? You going to watch another episode? I would. Uh, now that we have Disney Plus, I would probably keep watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I probably, yeah. I, more I, money I'd for be curious Walter. to go back. I'd, I'd be curious to go back and watch uh, one through four and get caught up. Well, I know Allison would would watch with you because she when yeah. we watched because what what episode did we have her on for? Was it the we first saw one two. or episode two? Yeah, it was two. So at two, she was like, now I just want to keep watching. Yeah, so, honestly, it's not it's it's a pretty cool show. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a lot of 
So like I didn't watch this as a kid. I watched um Batman the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. And, sure. Uh uh this oh, sorry, has fucking, a lot of so I, I didn't have time for cartoons. <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> sorry, totally. smash <laughs> really reasonable. Uh so I would definitely I, I feel like this is something that slipped through the cracks. Yeah. You know, and there's I, a there's a lot of content. There's what, like three seasons? Yeah. Three seasons of this. Which stuff. is a, a reasonable amount. Wait, oh my god. Ooh, the middle one has fifty two like episodes. The old, like, long ass, yeah, like long ass ep- uh seasons. It's thirteen fifty two thirteen, which are some weird measurements. <laughs> really bad. That's at least at least two episodes <laughs> 13, pushed, or 52, seasons pushed together. Thirteen because she's yeah. a brick. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a brick so i think in that one that's just the i think those are the opposite ratios that you normally think that you normally hear about that's fine <laughs> we accept all we do we do <laughs> let's talk about our sort of top top tier thoughts about cadillacs and dinosaurs now that we're kind of done with it mm. oh man mm. uh i like the time that we spent and i wouldn't want to spend any longer five yeah, weeks I was a so. good amount of time i think to sort of feel like we got a, a, a variety of experiences and kind of to know what to expect from it. I mean, there's only 13 episodes. So, like, at some point, if I want to well, and, the and rest, even among just 13 episodes, uh, my biggest uh, my biggest complaint about it is that. It just wasn't kind of delivering consistently enough the quality of the first episode. Um, yeah. Like is the first episode hot. Is it's it okay. It's okay. Uh, well, it's okay. Uh, I, I think I think based on your critique, which is totally fair, and my position, I don't know that you'll like it, but I will say it's better. Uh, Hannah's not such sure. a, it's not such a dork, and there's just a little yep. bit more uh, uh, logical action and scenes mm-hmm. that make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but with Cadillacs and dinosaurs, it it just sort of turned a little bit too much into what's what are the bad guys up to this week? Totally. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. And I got I got a little tired of like there's a certain amount of of uh, quality content that you need to also be delivering if you want me to swallow Zeke's and mm-hmm. Sharnhorst mm-hmm. and Machinadio Vitae. Like mm-hmm. if you want me to learn these weird, obscure terms for everything, you need to also be delivering on other levels. Totally. And it just wasn't right. doing that every week. I, it, I would... it, it hit us at the beginning with really high level Con, you know, with really high level world building, really sort of like it was swinging at the fences every swing, every fucking time it was up to bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and then we just never got an evolution of that. Yeah, there was like no payoff after for it. episode one, and you know we were kind of thinking it was going to keep deepening. You know that we were going to really kind of get more, and we did get some really interesting stuff, and it, and it did feel like it was written with a lot of consideration in mind and a lot of like smart people behind the wheel. Well, I think I've mentioned a couple of times, each episode, I think, has an interesting political and moral quandary, like, legitimately. Yeah. It's just yeah. the episode is kind of, you know, a little, a little lame. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I think it hits at the boundaries of being a kid's cartoon in 1993. Yeah. You know, it just I, kind I, of. I would I would say that this, the especially during this era, um. You know, you have things that like like Pirates of Dark Water. Oh God, right. so good. You know what I mean? And like like and and gargoyles and Batman the animated series. It's like, where does that leave Cadillacs and Dinosaurs? You know what I mean? In the goddamn dust. Yeah. It's mm. just it just doesn't it doesn't bring enough to the plate. Like well, yeah, Sailor Moon. Too. Sailor Moon. Or um even things that don't hold up very well now, like X Men. Yeah. I mean X Men has its ups and downs, it's but aged. it's it's continually it's aged. 
trying. It's, it's aged, but it's but it's also great. We were pretty we were pretty pleased with X Men Evolution, Todd. That one holds. Oh, that's a, a great show. I, that's a great I show. Not, I love that one. I didn't yeah. remember loving it when I was a kid. I was a big fan of it. Yeah, that but was. A we fun still one. had we, the we original X Men and the Spider Man cartoon doing these like long arcs of just straight yeah. from yep. the comics. You know, yep. like Spider Man. Spider Man was great. I d- I remember loving the Shi'ar parts uh, in in X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the Phoenix Saga was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's. I it just sucks like, when all your contemporaries are doing things better than you. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I, yeah. In in all in like in all fairness, in all like being straight, uh, Xenozoic and and Cadillacs and dinosaurs and like both the comic book and the video game are very cool source material. They yeah, really yeah. they really are. And uh, to see that cartoon is like, oh, oh come on, yeah. you can you can do better than this. Like sure. this is this is just it's it's not it's not terrible it's just not living up to what it should be which is uh you know you have eh, it's you know the conan the conan books by robert e howard versus like the conan movie yeah right <laughs> they're both fine in different ways but like the book is obviously way better yeah right i mean arnold is it's pretty good incredible he's pretty good the best actor of our generation <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> Well, okay, so we managed to get through. It's still it's still a holiday season, but none of us got eaten by eldritch creatures. We're all okay. We're still here with Todd. Todd, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on, guys. This was really fun. I'm glad to have you join us. Oh my gosh. It was it was great. And you're great. Oh my god. Thank you so oh much. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, there it is. The good sounds. <laughs> and we uh we actually have a really cool little announcement here. Um we are going to be launching a Patreon. We have launched a Patreon and yeah, uh, we're sort of now. slowly rolling it out. And Time is a you are, funny thing. <laughs> yeah, if you are listening to this right now, then like this is the reward. Like it's available for you to check out. So, yeah. you know, we're not going full on yet with the public release. We're going to be getting to that pretty soon. But uh, if you can hear this right now, then you're a special person who gets to access <laughs> yeah. our Patreon. If and you bother uh, to listen to this outro. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and we have some cool stuff. Yeah, there are some cool stuff. There's some cool stuff that we have uh, that we want you to check out that our Patreon is going to offer. Um, what kind of stuff do we have, Andy and Rory? Uh, well, I'm not sure if we're going to have one the second this launches right now. I can't read the future, but we are planning on letting people uh, vote on what specials are going to be. So that's like a, a, a big thing that we're, we're adding in for, for patrons. But also we have uh, planned to release episodes early. So several days early, I'm thinking we're aiming for Saturdays because, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, it kind of feels right. Uh, And our next week's episode will be coming out on Saturday for patrons. And Rory, what are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching Klaus, the semi-biographical Santa Claus story. Um, Yeah, that's a movie. We're watching a movie. movie. We're watching a movie. And so that's that goes into the other part of our, you know, sort of like Patreon. Patreon goodies will be things that often don't fit the exact tone and brand of our show and they may just live on the patreon as exclusives yeah for funsies. ideas we want to explore for funsies but that uh that might not make sense to post as you know an episode of our show yeah so we're really excited to launch this uh we have several tiers for you to check out that kind of you can meet your level of commitment and your level of of financial uh investment and um 
So you can look us up Saturday morning, Tuesdays on Patreon and uh, we should pop up. So be sure to check it out. See you next Tuesday. Yeah.